Texas Steampunk Connection coming to you live from various parts of Texas in our bunkers and airships and whatnot. I am Flavio as usual, and with me as always is Thax, the Gentleman Adventurer, and Jack from Steam Chest. And we have Master Blue Stocking. Say hello, guys. Hey! So once again, we are here to talk oh, probably about steampunk, most likely. That's what this is about. Thank you for listening to the Texas Steampunk Connection. Oh, there he is. There he is. Jack has just joined us last though. minute. So we're very excited. We're all here uh, for Tuesday, Monday nights, because tomorrow, Tuesday, is Halloween. Yay. And doorbells would keep us from recording anything. So we're here. Bax, Jack, and Blue Stocking. Yeah. Uh, to uh, talk about last-minute Halloween things. And we have the author, Cheryl L.G. Trent, with us. Uh, she is uh, a steampunk luminary in the Texas area for many, 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 many years. Uh, a very good friend and uh, now a accomplished author with a, a number of different titles um, under her belt, she just went to print on uh, one of them, and so we're excited to talk about that and just anything that comes to mind, as usual. Uh, yay! I'm Thank you for, for joining us. <laughs> what is going on this week? Well, yes. Halloween. Yay, <laughs> and the weather. And, and the, the weather. weather. It's oh. wonderful. We just got a cold front. Oh, I love it. Uh, at least we can wear jackets now. <laughs> I love it so much. I can wear my sweatshirts again. I'm very happy. No, you know the summer broke me when I am happy about it being cold. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that is so true. Yeah, and like I'm sitting here thinking about going. Yeah, all those people who just bought skimpy outfits for Halloween again are not gonna have to wear jackets. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no, always worried that I've got a costume. I'm not going to be able to wear it because I'll be so hot and sweaty and a mess. Mm -hmm. Not this year. That's why I, I like just, going to I Steampunk November. Someone, yeah, I just made someone an Oogie Boogie. <coughs> and um, I told him, I was like, you need to get fan for inside. And 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 he was like, he was like, oh, okay, whatever. But like this man sweats just sitting in a room, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you're going to need fans. And we do a test drive on it and everything. And he's trying, that's really hot. <laughs> No yes. doubt. <laughs> well, and last year it was warm enough that I did my half-assed Ghostbuster costume with my overalls and my sleeveless T-shirt. So yeah. I mean, it was. And the year before, you know, it just it bounces back and forth. You can't really. But twenty-nine degrees tomorrow night is a little more than I was. Oh, expecting. I didn't know it was going to get that oh. cold. Up here it's it is. not down here. Yeah. Up yeah. here it is. Yeah. Tonight it's getting down to thirty. Tomorrow I think it's twenty-nine. Yeah. Twenty-nine. Yeah. I'm up a little further in Texas, not much, yeah. Yeah, it's it's getting chilly yeah. up here. So. Yep. It was in the 20s yesterday. Yeah, you yeah. guys are having a much different experience than uh, us Central Texas folks oh, are. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's, I don't mind, like I said, I don't mind, though. I will take it over 115 degrees and no rain. Yeah. My skin is much happier. I'll take yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. So, right. uh, let's, let's, uh, oh. Is that is that a glass of wine in your hand, Blue Stocking? It's the usual Stella Rosso. In oh. the back glass. <laughs> yes, yes. It's one of my Halloween glasses. And as I showed Thax earlier, I did dress up tonight. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> because Miss Havisham is entirely too much. I wouldn't even fit on my little window. 
That costume is going to be massive. I'm going to be dragging around the library tomorrow. It's going to be amazing. That'll be fun. For yes. those listening to the podcast later, Blue Stocking's wearing a sweatshirt that reads "Best Costume." It's an orange sweatshirt. The best costume in black, and I flash dance the neck like I do with all my sweatshirts. <laughs> get a shirt first thing I do. Yep, every sweatshirt I get. <laughs> my husband's like, "Really?" I'm like, "Yes." Well, I discovered when I was when I was sleeping that that little collar was just enough to like press on my neck injury to like it should trigger it, and I was like, "Nope, it's gone." (laughs) Yep, they're gone. (laughs) And for those who are listening, Fax is a giant. Yeah, Fax is something. I that, haven't figured it out yet. It's that costume two. that uh, that uh, I talked about last year, not finishing. I had a whole year to finish it, and I'm like in the living room stitching last minute, <laughs> of course, for tonight. So I've got a little, a little. Uh, got it. It's a taco. I mean, we have a dragon a taco. Demon with his own taco <laughs> oh, on the hat, which is yes. a taco, and I'm wearing a a uh, waistcoat Something. and coat that are also taco. <laughs> So you're Taco Taco Man. <laughs> yes. I'm I want to be a Taco Man. <laughs> I am a Taco Man. I've had I had Mexican food today. It only be I made better killer if tacos rare. yesterday. My nachos look just like Fax's shirt. <laughs> <laughs> taco Tuesday, but on Monday. Every day is Taco Day. We have a counter on the side of our office that says how many days we've had since tacos. And it days gets since tacos. When you start rolling around past day five, you're like, nope, we got to stop that. <laughs> All right. Well, Jack, what are you drinking tonight? I'm drinking kind of a busted out the Tatcha tea. Oh, that looked like a bottle so, of shampoo. I know. <laughs> I, was, I was a little concerned. <laughs> is it that bad? Okay. So, what is Alcohol that? Alcohol and conditioner and all in one. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you just gotta. <laughs> no, it's it's a Czechoslovakian. Um, that's right. Yeah. Uh, it is a vodka that's been brewed in uh, teas from the heart of the Tatra Mountains, and this one is a sixty-two percent alcohol content. So it is. Um, wow. The one of most best cough syrup ever. And since I'm a little <laughs> sick, this is actually stuff that when my brother was working in the oil field, he was doing some pro- computer programming on uh, some pump-off controllers. And so they were over in uh, Slovakia with the other half of the company that was doing the programming. And so they don't, he got, he got the flu when he was over there for two weeks and they don't have NyQuil or DyQuil or anything like that. They don't have anything like American, med- you know, med- American medicine you can be able to pick up at a pharmacy. So someone told him to go like basically bought him these bottles of this Tasha tea. And lo and behold, this stuff is enjoyable. <laughs> to drink real thick. <laughs> and it still has that wonderful burn that goes down that clears your throat of anything. It feels this this is what they would have to hose down like the, the spaceships to get rid of the xenomorphs. <laughs> this would work. Uh, with with a with a hint and flavor of blueberries and tea. Just a wonderful aroma. I love it. I yeah. I am intrigued but also afraid. <laughs> I'll bring it with me. You can have some. Okay. okay. You muted yourself. Yeah, we can't. We couldn't hear you. <laughs> you were self. You were, the, the program just figured you're going to curse me out. So, <laughs> like, nope. Well, if y'all go down to Dickens, you should take that with you. <laughs> yes, I would like to go to Dickens this year and pull it off. 
They had a new job. A, I'm a... They had an advertisement. I don't know if you're, but they said that if you are doing charity, you get a free table. Oh. So um, look into that. Uh, obviously, I will not be down there, but yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. I wonder if the new. Ch- I wonder if the charity counts as money to me. I'm, I'm, I, I that charity. was my question too, but um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you have to have a 501c or uh, something like that. <laughs> well, I'm actually working on uh, with a with a group of people, individuals, to get a 501c3 together. So mm-hmm. see how that goes. But uh, I would be interesting to pull that over into this direction as well. Yep. Shut up, phone. <laughs> no one needs you. Nay, I, my my ball and chain ended at five. Me. Who's talking? Just told me she's having mic issues and she yeah, might have it, to get out and come back. It well, it just popped up and it said your mic has lost connection with your browser, which I don't understand because it's just a Logitech plug-in yeah. headset that I've used for two years. So <laughs> the driver so, died. It had to be restarted. Hey, it's a Mac. It doesn't happen. Think- <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. When that happens, you throw it away because, you know, it's broken. There's nothing you can do about it. Light on fire. You got you to dry the pentagram, light the candles, douse it in gasoline. That's a regular night at my house. That's, that's so, Cheryl, what are you drinking? Back and forth in which it came. Um, I'm not drinking anything. I had realized I did not grab my water. So. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> and, uh. I don't, I don't imbibe. I can't, ah, but I okay. am a, a tea aficionado and I do enjoy alcohol. I just, so um, yeah. Tea is yeah. always good. Yeah. Always right. a fan of tea. Uh, Rita, one of our listeners, doesn't drink either. Um, yep. She is having a hot cocoa tonight, which is out <laughs> of her regular pattern of just water. <laughs> hot co- um, it's the night for hot it. Cocoa. It's hot water with chocolate in it. Yeah. And- <laughs> All right. Well, then, Thax, what weird beer do you have tonight? Um, Taco flavored. I don't have a new one. I'm over my last year's. Do that. That. Uh, what is, is it? it? The the the. What is that? Um, Corona one with the no, not just the. <laughs> what like a ta- Corona taco? <laughs> Corona taco. It's kind of like that. It's weird. Oh, no. no, 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 no. It's the yeah. uh, tomato juice and clam clamato. That's no. it's, yeah it's that's for bloody mary's yeah yeah not the it's clamato. actually not bad no no clamato's for beer yeah that also yes you can use it for red beer i'm yeah. being told mm-hmm. all right well thanks what you got well tonight i have a firestone cinnamon dolce nitro stout <laughs> that's a lot because <laughs> cinnamon dolce it's finally cold again and i can drink darker heavier so beers. when you take a sip you just go <laughs> Essentially, you know, it's like a slice of beer. You just take a little slice, a little tiny, like little, little spoon thing, like beer pie, kind of like ladle it in, just kind of ah, like Jello. <laughs> it's only six percent, so there's no way I'm going to compete with Lawrence tonight. He's got a Founders yeah. Imperial twelve percent bourbon barrel age. He's Sounds he's living the life. Lawrence goes for the nitro. He goes for the the unleaded. <laughs> I mean the leaded. Sorry, he goes for the heavily leaded. He goes for the leaded, the leaded yeah. beer. It's served in a leaded glass, so it tastes better. <laughs> I have some of that. My mom actually has some of that. Leaded. Oh, leaded glass. Leaded glass. Like, leaded beer. Your mom has leaded beer. <laughs> <laughs> How's she doing? Okay. <laughs> she right. It's really entertaining, but you know, kind of giggly these days. <laughs> I got a little loop here. Imagine oh. that. Wait, Jack, were you around for that when I discovered my corral I was eating off was covered in lead and I got super pissed? <laughs> yes, oh, no. I was there for that. <sighs> well, not there, but I was around yeah. and you, I remember that story yeah. happening. <laughs> oh, that's lead. That's lead. Ah. What was it? <laughs> so, so I 
it's Corel. It's a uh, form of dishware that is very hard to break. And I drop things a lot. And so I have just lived with Corel forever. But I had this particular print I like that I grew up with. And I found it at a thrift store and I was using it, enjoying it, and having a grand time with it. And then it was like, oh, by the way, anything Corel that has the painting on it before 2000 is leaded. And I was like, that's what I need for my chronic illness is to be imbibing lead. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. The good news is, is if it's before after 2000 or if it's, okay. it's not painted, it's fine. Okay. Which I did for one of my books because uh, in the book set in the 1970s, sure enough, the the uh, the, the uh, restaurant has Corel plates, and uh, but they're just the... <laughs> not the not the ones with the lead paint on them. Not the ones with the lead paint. paint on them. Yeah, that's just one of those little things you just slip in there for your for your well, actually character to like explain yeah, away. Like, we don't have that one because that one's got lead in it. It's just there's there's three lines you didn't have to write. You're, you know, I came from personal experience. <laughs> yep. Well, that's a great segue. Let's talk about your books. Um, you have a you have sort of a new one coming out, one going to print. Yeah. Uh, whereas previously they were only digital. Uh, yes. Digitally available. Yes. All um, the books, including the one that's coming out on print, are accessible on what is called Kindle Vela, and it is a subscription. Kind of like it's not a subscription service service, but it's a token based serial fiction. And so you purchase tokens to purchase episodes, and you can get like two hundred tokens for two dollars. Uh, most episodes, when you go to read them, they're going to you know eight to ten tokens. And so as you're going through and you're reading the serial fiction. Uh, you can, you know, you're not spending a lot. You usually spend about the same you would spend on a book. And and you're getting to read something. If you catch it when it starts, you get to actually read it as it's coming out. So you can be right there on top of it, just like a TV show or something like that. Um, or then you can catch up on the backlog. You can, you know, and you can read. My favorite part about the serial fiction is, is that they're like, they're six to 800, eight to 10 tokens. It's usually about a hundred where you're looking like to 800 to a thousand. So it's something really easy that you can pull up on your phone, read while you're waiting in the doctor's office or, you know, while you're, you know, in between, you know, taking that quick break or something like that. And it's really easy to do that and not feel like, oh, I have to put down the book. I have to put my page again. I have to go do this, you know, and, and, and or getting interrupted because you get them in these. And I've always been a natural serial writer, like I write things. And so it works really nice for me and gave me an ex excellent footing to um, to be able to go ahead and put the first one I put on Kindle Vela, which is Daughter's Fortune, and uh, put that on. Uh, it's now in print, in paperback ebook yeah <laughs> hi lexi <laughs> and that's the one that's uh most recently gone to print it yes it's yes. basically been converted into a novel from a serialized yes that's very exciting very so exciting. uh tell us about this uh daughter's fortune <laughs> So Daughter's Fortune, and the subtitle is not a pirate book. Uh, <laughs> anyone who's been around since the inception of this, when I would say, okay, I'm writing a book, and it's, and it's uh, on a boat, but it's not a pirate book. You know, I'd have to like preface it, especially around steampunks, you know? <laughs> yeah, we're all like, piracy! <laughs> yeah, but it's not a pirate book. Uh, and uh, and it it's, uh, follows a lady sea captain. Her name is Janot. 
and she is just trying to make it in a man's world and and you know she just enjoys you know doing her job and getting from point a to point b and and uh, making sure her company stays afloat she runs the company her father who had it before her. obviously there's that little hint that you know they come from a, a family of seagoers you know this is what's done as you know herself was born on the sea which you learned in like three pages and <laughs> and so it's really enjoyable and you know accidentally gets involved in the what most people would understand is the beginning of the jacobean rebellion uh, oh, okay. yeah so it's set in 1688 and it starts with the coup of james ii by william and so but it's a really fascinating story like the more i like looked at it and and it like worked it it worked perfectly every time I go in and I try to research something for further editions of the book or as I research for the book. Like she just slipped right in there. Like she was perfect because she is Dutch uh, and, you know, and King William is Dutch. William and Mary are are actually the, uh, he's the stackholder of, of uh, the Dutch Republic. And then he becomes the King of England and that starts the Nine Year War. And the Nine Year War is when that starts the Jacobean Rebellion, as James tries to use King Louis to you know, to take get back his throne, and he's never successful at it. So, <laughs> and poor Jeannot is just stuck in the middle of it. Uh, the way I write her into the story is she's she's just off screen. She's you know it's like this is all going on, and you know this is just off screen, and you know her involvement and everything, and it just fits in. Um, but she has obviously a possible love in skin and she has a motley crew. If you pay attention to the crew, you start to pick up on clues that they're not normal. Uh, <laughs> and the second book is actually called, uh, maybe a pirate. So, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun and a lot of fun. I actually have both book one and book two done. And if- book two is, go ahead. Jack. Someone yeah. say something. Oh, it was like book three would be like piracy? Question <laughs> mark. <laughs> it's actually the title's already created because I know where it's going, and it's definitely a privateer. And uh, so that one's going to be a lot of fun. And that one actually expands out because book one and book two you follow along, and books uh, with Shino mostly, and of course the, the the second main character, which is Roger. Roger is a member of the British Navy. And uh, that's you know, and and they keep crossing paths. So that's that's kind of where that story, you know, that romance storyline comes along, and you get to figure out whether they can, you know, hook up or not. <laughs> it is a slow burn, <laughs> but I've been told it's quite enjoyable. Um, my kid, uh, Emil, those who know my kid, uh, they are a arrow ace, and they say they said that. Uh, Jeanneau and Roger are the only cishet couple that they would actually, they actually enjoy reading. So. <laughs> and Jeanneau's technically bi, so, you Thank know. You. <laughs> Aww. But yeah, that's, I did pretty good on that. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Now, uh, you uh, list this and as well as your other books on your website. Yes. Uh, CLGTrent.com. Um is that the best place to buy it? How how do people get a hold of the the physical copy? Because I'm old fashioned and I want something in my hands. Yes, absolutely. So you can 
go ahead and uh, well, I actually have something I posted today. So I do have the ability if you want to reach out to me directly. I do have the ability if you want to sign copy uh, to reach out to me directly so that I can put that on my book order and I have a signing coming up. So I was going to order those books as well and then go from there if you want directly. But if you want any of them, my favorite link for that right now is the link, which is uh, I, I know I sent that to you back. So you can uh, put that one up because uh, the CL uh, the the CLG Trent has the Vela's up right now, but we have not put the book access up right now. And that one you can get because you can get it wide. You can get it at Amazon. You can get it at Barnes and Noble. I'm just about to make it available at Full Circle, uh, which is the local bookstore here in Oklahoma City. Um, and I'll be doing that as I, you know, go to different events. I will also books out to those local uh, bookstores as well. I also like to support indie, being an indie author. Uh, there are lots of indie uh, bookstores that are popping up, and you can find the book also on a place called My Indie Books. You can find it on uh, should be on Bumble, Bumblebee, and uh, soon. And then there's one right now that even if you just type in Daughter's Fortune on google it pops up and it's wild rumpus books and it's actually a kids book site like uh but they do have the ability for my book to be available on there i would say the age group on my book would definitely be teen or higher uh it gets a little steamy <laughs> Um, but the bonus is, is even with that little bit of steaminess, uh, uh, CJ Peterson, who actually runs Texas Authors, a, a North Texas Authors printing company, their printing company, she loved it. It's a Christian, and she's a Christian based author, and she was like, I didn't mind the scene. It was it was fine, and I really enjoyed it. And so, even Christian author enjoy Daughter's Point. So, <laughs> 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 even though I promise you. It is quite diverse and a lot of fun. <laughs> awesome. Now, that, of course, is not your only uh, book or, or story you are, you are telling through these uh, serialized uh, entries. You've got, you've got like four of these uh, stories going on. Is that right? Let's see. Six. <laughs> Six. Oh, excuse me. I just I just got two of them that are relatively new. Um, so I am definitely when people are like, what do you write? I tell them I am an I am a Neil Gaiman type writer. I'm going to write what I enjoy. And you know, and then you decide what box that fits in. It's, you know, it's not gonna fit completely well in a box. Uh, and uh, so historical fiction, because I am a historian, I do a lot of that. And Daughter's Fortune would be considered a historical fiction. And uh, book one and two is on the Vela. Then I have Medusa, which is the next one that will be coming to print, hopefully in December. Uh, that one is what I call historical mythology. And it is the retelling of, I, I don't even call it a retelling. I call it a re-research version of medusa so i go back and i look at all the tales in that and i go in and i try to look at it not through the male gaze not through a male lens and i'm telling it through and i tell it through her and so you get to follow this character through the whole saga and it's not just pinpointed on the trauma but it actually goes beyond that and, and pulls in all those stories and i had a lot of fun with it because medusa 
is not just you know like you know, she has so many different art she's so much more she's so she much is more. Yeah. well she she when i did the research some of the research that i found um she has connections to old gods and mm -hmm. she has connections you know there's there's some stories that she is um an old god and so i connect her to two that are kind of the same and that is metis and metis is the first wife of zeus and she's forgot about a lot um but she is the first wife and technically if you read the stories correctly she is the mother of athena so you know there's always these stories that athena came from uh zeus brain but it was metis that did that to him so she technically got him pregnant so <laughs> Um, and so I use that in the story and you're going to see, you can see all that build in there. And, uh, that one, uh, that one, I get all of my stories. Of course I get rave reviews on, I get told that the characters are engaging. I get told that they, my favorite thing that I get told over and over again, that I really enjoy is my stories don't drag. The pacing is always good. And I, and that's something, you know, that I, that, that I pride myself on is my pacing is really good and that my characters are, you know, are well-rounded and, and uh again emil's like you know it's like i like your female characters they're a hot mess but they're trying to get their shit together <laughs> <laughs> no i'm actually i'm digging on that i i am a big fan of reclaiming mythology and oh yeah the, yeah. yeah and medusa's she's been done wrong oh so, so, so well hard. and that was the thing is even as a kid i was like why in the world would the goddess of wisdom curse a woman for being raped? Yep. Well, why? Why? That part of the story you don't really ever hear. All you hear yeah. is that she's well, the, and you the, don't. the creature. You don't, yeah. you don't actually even see it in the stuff that's there. You don't even see it in the stuff that exists. Yeah. Because I promise you, I have scoured. The only thing I haven't done is learn Greek and read ancient texts. You know? <laughs> yeah. And, and, uh, and, uh, and I have scoured. And that just that's just kind of there. And that's where I kind of twist it in retelling. And even look at the blurb. I talk about how beauty is the and so you know so that's yeah and and i really enjoy it i re i mean it was inspired by the me too movement and um and she just came into her own i really enjoy the one that went up on vela because i had written it and i felt like something was missing and then i went in and hit it again and it came out and it was just like this is it this is what was missing this is what's going and even medusa's uh story it's left with a little bit of i can go back and do a book too uh which you know now involves the character i take and been playing around very cool, oh. very cool. i like that jack you're making you okay there jack with your face. i'm just <laughs> absorbing everything while on my cough medicine oh oh okay are there things running through the room so, now that's the historical mythology and so i have historical fiction with daughter fortune i have historical mythology with medusa i do have a fantasy series on there that's called karskanda strands of aya and i'm about to have the second book of that one go out karskanda is set in a complete uh, complete fantasy world with slight magic um priest magic is the focus um and that one's a lot of fun because it really dives into notions societal notions versus following and that that's kind of the core of that and the series is called strands of aya and you'll see that more when it when it gets uh, expanded a little more uh and then that will take us over to the Faithful Universe series. And uh, the Faithful Universe series, as I can see the ground, um, it is right now, it's got 
This Changes Everything, Rosemary's Garden, To Catch a Cat. I believe those are the three that are out right now. And it is what I'm calling historical. So it takes the concept that in using historical research of Fay, of the other, you, you know, the, 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 our, our parallel society that's kind mm-hmm. of like weaves in and out of us. And so it takes that and it tells you that story through history, but with that Fay element. And it follows different types of things. So you have uh, This Changes Everything is a vampire story. Rosemary's Garden is, uh, I call it a cozy mystery with nymphs. And I twist the concept on nymphs again, too. I take that out of the male gaze. I take nymphs out of the male gaze as well. Uh, and and re-look at them. Uh, even with the vampires, every time I, I attach something, I'm just like, let's look at this from a different angle. Just a little bit, you know, so you can follow it, but you can think of it from a different... And then To Catch a Cat is a shifter series, which I thought I never do. <laughs> I am not... I, I, I'm sorry, the, the, my werewolf lovers out there. I am not <laughs> a werewolf fan, you know, especially shifter romances, I'm not. Yeah, but, <laughs> I, I don't... Except... I did crush hard on uh, Merlot, you know, like uh, when True Blood. I'm yeah. All about it. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no. I, as you do. The only shifters I can, or the uh, Sean and McGuire's October Day series has the. Oh, yeah. Yeah, shifter yeah. cats. Yeah, yeah, that's about. Well, it. and that's what this is. Yeah, this the, is this is cats versus dogs. Is yeah, these are the case. The yeah, these are the case. She yeah that she writes yeah. about. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. To catch a cat is the latest one in the series, and the one I'm doing right now, and it's set in 1930s Oklahoma. Okay. And uh, so it's really cool because when I did the research, it's like 1930 1920s 1930s Oklahoma was full of gangsters and Ku Klux Klan, and it was kind of a little bit wild still, and you know and they're trying to modernize it it was it was pretty crazy there are even pictures where you can see straight up like um the uh what is that movie gentlemen tell me that movie with uh uh the the gangster movie the, um, the fellas, the godfather gang gangs the of first New- one the, Good- the big one um godfather. godfather no not godfather goodfellas wow. Goodfellas. I think it's Goodfellas. Yeah, yeah, the Goodfellas. The knife one, you know, and it's like, don't bring a knife to a gunfight. <laughs> but, like, straight up, there's pictures of them in their trench coats with their Tommy guns, and the, and, and this is the police of, yeah. the, yes. of the 1930s. And so I was just busting up laughing, researching it. Uh, but that one, the uh, the main characters are daughters of uh, Apephus. And Apephus is a Greek town in what is now known as what well, and always was but uh, but in turkey and and so it's got this great little uh, you know blending and i used you know more of my uh, ancient research amazons are actually from that area as well and so i kind of weave that into the story and so the daughters of apesis are also called uh, followers of artemis and the daughters of amazonia and so you know and the, and the catches that they're shape shows that they can change and so that's that's a lot of fun on that Very one cool. <laughs> now let me ask you this because obviously you seem to have a background in mythology what is your your background as far as amateur historian no i have an actual degree <laughs> 
I, I was trying to think how to say it where I don't sound like yeah, an asshole. Yeah. I'm like, no, absolutely. Um, I have a degree in ancient and medieval. So I studied, awesome. you know, I studied all of that and, and dug way deep into it during my, uh, during my bachelor's. And then I have my master's mostly done. Obviously, that has been tabled ever. Um, but my master's was focused on Native Americans and clothing history and so that's and and jack knows that you know (laughs) um you know so i i tend to call myself a clothing historian but i got a full-fledged degree i you know i (laughs) i can use those tools (laughs) that's no i love that i i actually despite TWU's size, I actually know two medievalists and they're both bananas. So yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, the, my medieval professor, she was, she was something. Yeah. Yeah. We've, we've got a one professor and one uh, student who's going through and finishing theirs, but yeah, no, it's, it's an, hang on. I've got a cat attack. Brax, get down. <laughs> get down. He's reaching over my chair and grabbing my headphone wires. Okay. Well, so yeah. yeah, no, I, I'm digging on the mythology. That is, yeah, it's one of my. Yeah. I, I just, I mythology and fairy tales and folk tales, taking well, them and, and flipping the them thing. around, yeah, and giving these women agency. I love that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. That's my thing. That's, I mean, that is definitely. If you were going to say what is Cheryl's style or anything like that, it would be, you know, you know, coming at these stories from a female gaze, but from a different angle. And I wouldn't even say specifically female. Um, you know, I, I'm definitely a supporter and, and a cheerleader for, um, all the quirky outsiders <laughs> being one myself, you know? Uh, and so if you look on my bio, that's part of what I said. It's like, you know, I, I support the outsiders and the intellect and invisible because they tend to get forgotten. And, uh, some, my favorite character in Daughter's Well, one of my favorite characters in Daughter's Fortune is actually uh, based around a character my kid created, um, and his name is Emmett. And oh, he yeah. is, and, and Emmett is a trans man who is uh, ran away from home, ran away from uh, an abusive father in Scotland, and ran to London and became a solicitor. Actually, he's not a solicitor. He is, and, I, and I've lost the words, and I apologize, but basically, he became a lawyer. <laughs> advocate i it's something a little different at the time period i have the name correct in the book but my brain is not doing it right now um and because he even says it it's really funny he's like actually i am (laughs) um but uh and uh he's great and he is so neurodivergent and just and 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 just absolutely a treasure i mean and and he causes half of jeno's problems and (laughs) Be a barrister or a solicitor? Barrister, isn't it? Barrister is, you know, I could probably, let's see if I can find the episode. Something British Something British. Because you have to go up to the, you'd be at the, uh, the, uh, the, the thing at the top of stairs. (laughs) That's that that bar. Bannister. Bannister. Yeah, and they call that a barrister. Barrister? A barrister. A barrister is the English term for a lawyer. Yeah, no, I, I learned wrong. this, you know, I learned this while watching um, the diaries. No, oh, was it that British, the British lawyer show that was there for no, a very not short the British, time? Well, I mean, I you you think I would have figured that out from watching Masterpiece my whole childhood. <laughs> I um, learned it from watching A Fish Called Wanda. 
a bitch called Wanda. I didn't even yeah. think about it. Next. Lex is over here going, that it one! Was, it was Colin first, sex, second Mr. Dar- Darcy. Bridget Jones. Bridget, Bridget, Bridget Jones. Jones. Yes, yeah. Bridget Jones. Yeah. 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 So here, I'm trying to see if I can find the food. Because there's a hilarious episode. Is it in this one? It is in this one. Yeah. It's re- it's starting to get really difficult to remember what's st- where the story stops and goes. Yeah, there we go. It's got to be right here. Mr. Crumbs. That's his last name. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see here. Too much salt water will kill. Uh, and that's another fun thing. If you go through the book, all of the chaptered chaptered episodes, uh, chapter titles are sea seagoing episodes. Uh, you know, seagoing words. I'm man, I'm, wor- I'm 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 having a hard time wording. Uh, but you know, breaking the flows and tacking and there we go. Lawrence popped up the link for us. Excellent. Lawrence Perfect. is our link meister. Yes, if if you're on Facebook, uh, in the comments, Lawrence has got the link to Barnes and Noble. Uh, that cover do this, but that's almost meaningless at this moment. <laughs> now it's on every, every channel. Yes, and yeah. so also November 5th, which is important to the book, and actually historically important then as well, because Guy Fox, are, Guy Fox Day already existed by 1688, and it was celebrated. Talked about. Um, November 5th is actually important in the book, and that is going to be the release of the hardback. So, and you can get the hardback and um, you can get it like this where the image is printed if you order from Amazon. And then if you order from anywhere else, you will get the dust jacket. And so the dust jacket and the the book itself will be a blue digit, a blue cloth, the title and dust jacket. And it gets extra art too. So Fancy. lots of fun with that one. Yeah, it's really pretty. I'm <laughs> no, excited. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's really beautiful. <laughs> Lawrence also uh, liked the book cover. Uh, I, I'm assuming he means the art. <laughs> well, and yeah, tell tell the, us the, a, a little bit about that because I know. I mean, y'all know me enough. Y'all know who's on that picture. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. That's me. Oh, yeah. well, I was more impressed with. Well, I was equally impressed again. with the boat that you are standing on. Um, That's awesome. I have a great story about that. Do you know which boat I'm on? Yes, I do. I'm hoping you would tell us about it. (laughs) Yes, I am standing on the Alyssa, which is actually from the 1800s and not 1600s. Jeannot actually pilots a Dutch flute, which was kind of like the sedan of the sea. Um, (laughs) It really was. Minivan of the sea. (laughs) Um, and it, uh, but I am on the Alyssa and uh, the costume I'm wearing, I made because I used my historical knowledge. And that's actually a time period that's really hard to get a, uh, time frame on, or get, get, a extants to figure out what the style was. So it's really hard to find images of that early, early style. And it's really hard to figure it out. And of course, your nose is a little different as well, because in the, the description in the book is, is that. She has a jacket designed in the feminine form, but worn like a man. And so, you know, so I had to kind of cross those two over because we are in the pirate coat period. We are in the big flowy <laughs> jacket and, and floating around. But the women are very, very tight fitting. And so that's that's kind of where I play around with that. And I even made sure, like, my striped skirt, which, you know, Jack has seen a million times. Uh, <laughs> it's from one of my steampunk outfits. Um, but yeah, and you know, I am on the Alyssa when I showed up, I, I peeked my head in and I said, Hey, I need to take some pictures for my book. 
can I go ahead and do that? And, you know, it's like, how much would it cost? And she just looks at me and she's like, oh, girl. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, just go on. A, and it was the first time I think, no, it wasn't the first time I've been on the Alyssa. But, um, but it was definitely really enjoyable to walk around and take those pictures. And I have a whole collection. And you can actually see uh, the design construction of, uh, of this costume or any of my other costumes on my main TikTok, which is CLG Butterfly. Uh, and actually, I think this one is on my author one, which is the Cheryl LG Trent. So if you type in Cheryl LG Trent on TikTok, you can find all of those videos on there. And I have info videos on there for historical facts. I have narrations, little excerpts and things like that. I actually have the first chapter of Daughter's Fortune available on that TikTok because I didn't mention earlier, first three episodes on Kindle Vela for any of the stories is that's for anything on Kindle Vela. So it's really nice because you can basically test the book. You know, you're like, oh, am I going to enjoy the story? Am I going to enjoy the writer? And you get to read those first three episodes and go, okay, I I want to go ahead and I'm going to figure out and click that. So, okay, cool. Very cool. (laughs) I like that. For those that aren't familiar, uh, the tall ship Alyssa is a, a active sailing ship that is in the port of Galveston. Uh, I don't know all the time, but I know it is. It, that's during, its main port. Yeah, that's during, its main port. Um, uh, Dickens on the Strand in December, and they have tours. You can go on and and walk through the entire ship uh, and see. And it's it's an active ship. It has an active crew, and it sails in and out of ports. And I guess ships small cargo around i have no idea (laughs) so i know that they are part of the tall ship series which is another event you can go to in galveston and the tall ship series is really cool because it's not just the Alyssa. you get a whole bunch of other ships that are uh, that come in and this year i missed it and i I was very sad i missed them because i had ended up I, i had already committed to something else and I'm watching pictures because they had a Dutch flute there. And it was heartbroken. I literally <laughs> came the weekend after. <laughs> and they had to leave early because I was like, oh, if I get done with this, then I can go. And like, no, they had to leave early. And I was like, no. Sorry. <laughs> but you can, see, uh, so you can see beautiful ships. And most of those ships run and they do different things. Uh, the Alyssa specifically does mo- can do tours around the island it can and and it does ship reg, uh sail regularly around the island and actually has an open day on thursdays i believe where you can go in and learn how to work the ship and you can you can go and do and that is a permanent installation there so the Alyssa is if it's in port you can go in and take tours anytime uh you know doing it during dickens is the best though so <laughs> besides tall ships because then there are lots of pretty ships yeah <laughs> Okay, tell us a little about um, this changes everything. I'm not really big into uh, vampires uh, <laughs> at this point. I, you know, it seems like my whole adult life they've been regurgitated over and over. I love Most vampires. Years. Okay, all right, you can um, make me love this. Oh my gosh! Okay, well, first I have to put an 18 or over warning on this. Oh, oh, I love it even more. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> This Texas Steampunk Connection After Dark. This Steampunk After Dark has started. It is. It, 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 it has started to be. now. It All children leave the room. <laughs> no children listen to and this it's, show. And, and this is why I was laughing earlier, because the tagline for This Changes Everything is This Changes Everything, not a typical vampire story. Introduction to the Faithful Universe, 
and it is erotica. It is, it, 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 it is like, it starts off with a bang and it doesn't stop, but all of the sex has importance. Like, it's not just like, oh, there's a sex scene and then we're going to get a little fun. Oh, there's a sex scene. Where no, it's like all intrinsically tied in together. Um, my favorite uh, um, uh, reviews and comments on it, and you can look, it's probably my most commented on series in Kindle Vela is that uh, the relationship between the two main character luminous i love saying that because it's just like warms my heart uh and uh just the story is amazing and i've just I, i'm starting on book two of that one right now season two book two and actually season two is up on bella so you can get through the first adventure and it, the reason it's an introduction to the faithful is because it does start to open that and it, uh, you know, gives you an idea. And, you know, vampire is a perfect introduction to a supernatural because we kind of know what vampires are and then we can kind of right. set the stage. And and that's that's what it does. Uh, the main character, I even I, I never give away the main character when I talk about it because it is a fight. It is a it is a great little in the book. Uh, that happened when I was writing. I was like, I was even like, what's your name? <laughs> and it ties in completely when I finally, the, the character's name was finally revealed. My kid looked at me and goes, that's very fey of you. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And so it, but it has, if you kind of know World of Darkness, you kind of know your basic vampire stuff follows that a little bit it has a secret society type thing um it has factions it has different things like that but really the first book that and this book is focused on these two characters as they discover each other uh and and uh and as they discover this new thing that they've accidentally done and 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 have to figure out how to get through it uh and when i was writing yesterday i have the Faithful Universe series, when I started putting it together, it has, it's connected, even though it's individual story. And the connection actually has to do with uh, the concept of Age of Aquarius. And that is that okay. if you know what the Age of Aquarius is, is that's this belief that there will be like a fifth age, we play cyberpunk type thing, anything like that. This age that will bring us into a world of balance and enlightenment and all that. But my thing I remind everyone about is that birth is not. <laughs> and <laughs> so the um, the turning point in the age of Aquarius, which if you you know read information right now, is literally right now. And and this book is set right now. It is set right, now. and so that is part of the importance of that book. And it's a catalyst for the post-apocalyptic book will be written in the future. And so you know, but when I was uh, writing this, what did I? I was talking to my kid, and I was when I made this realization. My other kid. <laughs> uh, when I was talking to Cat, right there we go. Her origin seems so random and incidental, but she could be the catalyst. And so that's actually going to be the blurb book too. So. <laughs> cool. um, let me ask you this. Um, with all of these dis all of these different um, series and ideas, is this a Cheryl Trent, Cheryl L.G. Trent, like tied together universe, kind of like with Stephen King, where it all 
there's the that- faithful universe is for sure uh the historical fiction uh, daughter's fortune is not it, it doesn't tie in straight, and, okay it is straight it is straight historical that is what it's focused on and i thought about it it's i toss back and forth in daughter's fortune it shouldn't be you know fantastical or anything like that uh but she is not and then now i would say there i part of me wonders if medusa is because my kids beg for a modern and <laughs> i mean i dig it <laughs> so it could be something that happens in the future um and it is you know because it is a retelling and it's not specifically just you know uh tied into the known historical mythology so uh yeah that's a possibility well in that one. and i mean the thing to always remember about that is that archives lie and don't always exactly. have lacuna of information exists all over archives everywhere and the people that got written exactly. about the woods were the white men so absolutely but stories yeah, but get that, lost stories get lost yeah. yeah cheryl i feel like you and blue stocking are like right there of the same mind blue stocking is an expert on um uh, <laughs> uh, an expert folklore and uh fairy tales very amateur i like fairy tales and folklore okay first off i heard you say you're a librarian yes that counts (laughs) (laughs) i have my master's in library science from i don't know why i'm pointing because y'all can't see twu behind me but no that counts i mean i have a thing it's right there you can't see it but i know it's there no my diplomas (laughs) are out there in the hall or out in the the other room No, I I have a wanted poster right over there if you don't believe me. I no. I don't look my I don't look my nose down at all on um amateur historians because they are some of the ones that can find the most fascinating and, and they can have some of the dogged um uh dedication <laughs> to discover and look at and not be bogged down by you know bias that they've been fed as they've gone through all the training so uh, i mean what is that the the movie about the woman who found uh henry and i believe it was one of the henry's the hunchback um oh she found yeah. the hunchback yeah and she was she was richard was, wasn't it yeah richard yes. it was richard, richard yeah yeah, yeah. Under the, in the richard. parking yeah i was buried in the in parking, the parking lot. lot yeah in the parking lot <laughs> because richard, it's england and you dig things up all over the place but and and 100 percent, you know because i've i've met some amazing historians that don't have a degree and deserve everything they have i strongly believe also in living history and that means you know learning from people that have been through it and you know and taking that and 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 passing so yeah you qualify <laughs> wow this has been a great interview I mean, it has. a great interview <laughs> <laughs> I'm so thrilled that uh, you were able to come and uh, spend some time with us and tell us about these new projects you have coming up. Um, wow. Uh, <laughs> Jack, you've been very quiet. Ask some questions. I'm sorry. I've just been enjoying the conversation. <laughs> I miss you. Stuff. Miss you too. Are you coming to Steampunk November at all? Yeah. I do not go to Steampunk November. Okay. Mm. Nope. Uh, what, about, what about Dickens on the Strand? You brought that up. I did bring that up. Um, I'm just wondering, you know, how can we get you back into the steampunk community <laughs> in a safe and comfortable way? Galveston Steampunk Festival in Galveston on April. Oh, I am. I am unfortunately out of Texas now, and even just being yep. up in Oklahoma, oh, okay. that's like an eight-hour drive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Then it's settled. Oh, no, we Dallas have to meet up, and we have to meet up in Wild Wild West Con. 
Yes, yes, not a bad idea. Wait, when is I mean, that? I do, I do plan on doing <laughs> the con circuit again. I promise. I pro, you know, it's like uh, 2024 is is getting into the con circuit again. Coming in as an author, I will be at Comic Palooza, uh, and there shouldn't be any reason I won't be there presenting as an author and panelist because for the past eight years, uh, <laughs> you know, so. Uh, yeah, I will be at Comic Palooza for that, so we'll be down there. One of my kiddos is still down in Texas. I'm going to do my best to try and move back and forth, but uh, yeah, and, and the concert. I do want to do the concert at Wild Wild West, so. <laughs> Great. I'm, I'm excited for whatever happens next, and uh, congratulations on uh, this this uh, first novel, this uh, series turned novel, and you've got apparently many, many more lined up. <laughs> It's amazing. Very prolific. <laughs> well, that's that's the thing most writers are. And Bella just gave me the ability to, to like get it all out there, you know, because it's it is such a you know, and it's the time of the indie author. I don't know if you were even aware of like the influx and the ability that authors have now to be able to get their work out and not have to sit there and pray and wait that someone's going to publish it. And I and I and and I was at it. I was at a um, a turning point for that. And I my kid looked at me and they said, "It's your time. You've been you've been taking care of everyone else. You've been putting yourself. You know, you've been waiting. You have been a writer your whole life." You know, it is your time. So I did, and it's been great. So awesome. What are you laughing what at? Are you laughing at that? In my mind, I just see you know your kid looking up at you and saying, "She is the kizat Saturday." <laughs> Where is that? For me, that's very nice. <laughs> I don't even know if Emil would quite get that, but I get it. And I love it. <laughs> I think that's actually some of the things that we've shared the most of over our time just on Facebook is between you and me. It's, it's oh, nothing yeah, the Dune dude. jokes most yeah, of the time. Yeah, it's yeah. A part of like <laughs> Dune's speech posting, and it's just like... When people this. ask me, who are my two favorite authors? It's Frank Herbert's Dune and Jane Austen. So, you know, and I will say 100%, I'm also Sherlock. I have probably so much. Uh, but yeah, uh, but Jane Austen and Frank Herbert's Dune. Frank Herbert's Dune changed me, teenager, and and definitely made me realize how powerful a story and 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 uh, and. Yeah. Well, with that, I think uh, we can wrap up tonight. Uh, this <laughs> has been a great water? conversation. <laughs> and uh, tomorrow is Halloween. Everybody, go out and enjoy, or stay in and give out candy, or whatever you're gonna do. Both. <laughs> both both is good both have a great time be safe and uh, we will be back in two weeks back to regular tuesdays um does anybody have anything else to add before you know what Duh. i need to thank all of our patrons i am not queued up with this at all <laughs> hold on a second i was so and those signed copies <laughs> i need stop <laughs> That's right. You need to sell signed copies so you can uh, get more money, so you can buy more books, so you can uh, <laughs> sign more that's copies. That's an independent author. Is you are your publisher, your marketer, your everything, and and it is definitely challenging. <laughs> All the more reason to uh, check out Cheryl's series of books, including the smutty one, and uh, buy to your heart's It's content. good smut. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Texas Steampunk Connection is supported in part by J.R. Seeger's A School for the Great Game. Edwardian teen Elizabeth Bancroft resents being sent to a finishing school in India. The college is, in fact, the British India School for Spies, teaching the family business of espionage, martial arts, and the Tibetan mystic arts. The School for the Great Game is the first in the Steampunk Garage series available on Amazon. We are also supported by Fair Treasures. Fair Treasures has a selection of Texas-made female-presenting costumes and accessories for steampunk and renaissance wear, and one-of-a-kind imported jewelry. You can shop Fair Treasures at fairtreasures.com, fair spelled with an E, or on Etsy. Uh, so, And Kitty is in the uh, audience tonight, so thank you, Kitty. Also, we are on Patreon. You can become one of our members on Patreon and buy us a beer or uh, look into one of our other levels. Uh, tonight, our patrons, Jenny and Ryan Shaver, are helping us out. Thank you very much. And a certified aeronaut, Natalie McTavish. Thank you. And a generous grant from the crew of the airship Aberfeldy, Rita and Lawrence Allen. Okay. Uh, is there anything else? I'm going <laughs> to hand this over to Flavio and let him uh, take us out. Have a good night, everybody. Be safe. Night. Happy holidays. So, once again, thank you for listening. You can find us again on uh, Facebook at Texas Steampunk Connection for any comments, questions, suggestions. If you know of something happening Steampunk that's happening soon, we can put it on our calendar, on our Patreon, um, as well as the, the list of over 100 comics and graphic novels, uh, Steampunk and Weird West related. You can also email us at TexasSteampunkConnection at gmail.com. And we're uh, a streaming podcast, TexasSteampunkConnection.podbean.com. And if you lose it on Facebook and you want to watch a remake, a rerun of this show at any point in time on YouTube, you can go find them on Steam Chest. <laughs> and although we've made many, many jokes about Twitter, <laughs> you can look for us at TX Steam Connect One oh. on Twitter. I never use it. I never look at it. I don't know. I don't understand Twitter. Yeah. So yeah. Once again, thank you very much. And until next time, mind your mind gauges. Mind your gauges. <laughs> <laughs>